Hello, friends, and welcome back to Faith and You, You, a podcast for everyone. My name is Reverend McKinley Sims. I serve at the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Restoration in Mount Airy in beautiful Philadelphia, and I am getting around to uploading some podcasts for you this weekend. It's been a hard weekend for a lot of UUs across the country, and I wanted to get around and offer up something a little bit about love and covenants and building a sanctuary for us. So I wanted to post three podcasts that are just my sermons from UU Restoration here in Philly over the next couple of days, and then throw up one about my story coming into UU ministry. So I hope that they provide a little bit of hope, a little bit of light, and a little bit of positive reframing that we can use to get through the next few days that are probably going to feel pretty dark. Now that I'm with you, I'm sending you love and light and all the grace that we can muster here from the city of brotherly love. So with that, here is part one, Building a Sanctuary. Friends, I remember what sanctuary feels like. I remember what it felt like to come over the hill in Hansford County in the West Texas Panhandle and to see my family's ranch land spread out amongst one of the few valleys in West Texas. The grass is usually a shade of brilliant brown or tan or khaki because of the lack of water in those parts. But I remember what it felt like to hear that there was a drought, even though it seemed to happen every year. What it felt like to turn off of the highway, to turn onto the Caliche Road, and to feel a sense of presence, a sense of groundedness, a sense of safety. I felt loved. I felt whole. I felt a part of something there. I felt closer to heaven there. I remember what sanctuary feels like because I had the same feeling when I walked into a church in Lubbock, Texas, St. Paul's on the plains and sat in the back pew because I was so scared of what I might find. I remember the fear that was met with love from an 80-year-old woman sitting in the back pew who came in to let me know that, darling, you're in my seat. only to draw me back into sanctuary when she said, now don't get too far away from me. Sit right here. I remember what it felt to be loved and welcomed. I had the same feeling when I stepped onto the grounds of the College of William & Mary 12 years ago, last week, where the grass was a brilliant shade of green, greener than I had ever seen. And I felt a sense of presence, a sense of love, a sense of welcome. And I recognized how the grass got so green because 12 years ago today, Hurricane Ernesto came through Williamsburg, Virginia and dropped more grace-filled rain than a boy from West Texas knows what to do with. But I felt so loved and so welcomed and so grounded in the presence of the holy there that I did the only thing a young boy from West Texas can do when you see that much water. You put on your swim trunks, you go outside and you take a shower (laughs) in the love. I remember what sanctuary feels like. These are my sanctuaries. I wonder if you have sanctuaries of your own. I wonder if you know or remember what sanctuary feels like. Because in ancient days, our earliest human ancestors, their lives revolved around water, this source of life. Their sanctuaries sprung up around the wet places of the world because they needed it to survive. Waters, rivers, lakes, 
seas, streams, creeks. It is no wonder, friends, that the Lenape who lived and hunted around this area had the Wissahickon, the Monashone, and the Skupu to provide life. It is no wonder that the cities that sprang up near sources of water, literally born out of the water, included more sanctuaries and holy spaces. This is the way of the world. These water sources, holy, life-giving sites unto themselves, gave birth to new sacred spaces built by human hands. A kind of water communion, if you will. A holy space born from the waters. So in looking up this word sanctuary, I was intrigued to know that in Islamic tradition, the idea of building cities near the water had a religious element to it. That you're supposed to build your city near a flowing stream so you got clean drinking water coming downstream and it would carry your waste away. They built these sacred spaces near the water and said, this is called Haram. This is the sanctuary. This is where people can go to solve their disputes. This is where we make an inviolate zone. The Harams were typically positioned to ensure access to greenery, to parklands, to the natural beauty of the world. It sounds like sanctuary to me. From the Hebrew scriptures, Harmer translates to the word kadosh. Say that word is a fun word to say. Kadosh. Kadosh. It's a word that in scripture means holy, sacred. It's the word that is repeated over and over to talk about the holiness of God, the sacredness of the divine. Kadosh. 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 It almost sounds like a running stream. Something that comes from the holy in Hebrew. Born of the sacred is the word mikdash. It means literally from, out of, something that is holy. Something that is sacred, something that is set apart from the rest of the world that makes you feel a little closer to heaven. I wonder if you feel the same as I do about this place. That this place is mikdash from the holy. This little church in Mount Airy on the corner of Stenton Avenue and the Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> a well of progressive spirit and an oasis of faith in a world that feels like a desert. I wonder how we are a sanctuary. Today for the water communion we have this bowl that symbolizes our journey together. Different walks of life, different paths, different faiths, different traditions, different histories, all coming together to build something communal and sacred. We bring our gifts and talents to this altar to lift up sacred things of worth for worship today. In the words that Linda read, Carolyn McDade, is the long that you talked about, water in the womb as a sanctuary. Use the word amniotic, which is, whew, a $5 word if ever there was one. That the water in mother's womb is the first sanctuary you have. And that you were born from that sanctuary, Mikdash, out of the holy into the world. New life is birth, sacred and whole. My hope for us 
for this year is we might repeat that. For us as a community, as individuals, that we might be a part of a sanctuary that is birthing something new from the holy, from the sanctuary that we are learning how to be. You might say, but I am not a sanctuary. I have hurts, scars. I have stuff. We bring that to the waters as well. Because friends, indeed, if the water inside our mother's womb is holy and sacred, and we are born from it, are we not holy as well? If we come from sanctuary, come from the holy kadosh, 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 are we not mikdash from the sacred as well? So if you, like me, find this little, oof, because I was raised with the idea of something called original sin. It says the most fundamental, innate thing about us is bad, is wrong. But instead, what is most innate, fundamental about us is the holy and sacred water that runs through this bowl, that runs through our veins, through our very bodies, through the holy spaces of the earth. Are we not a sanctuary anew? At our most basic level, the universalist idea of this love that is so incomparable that you cannot help but be filled by it. Your cup runs over, your bowl is overflowing with this love that creates a waterfall of grace. Friends, I know what that feels like to take a shower in the grace-filled rain that spills out when the love overflows. But I also know what happens when sanctuaries fail, because they do. The prophet Ezekiel talks about keeping dirt out of the sanctuary. He says you gotta keep dirt out of the sanctuary. It does not say that there is no dirt in the sanctuary. The sanctuaries are always pristine and clean and we never have baggage, we never mess up, we never make mistakes, we are perfect sanctuaries. He says, no, you gotta do a little work to keep the dirt out of your sanctuary. Our friends in Queens, New York, there is a progressive Hindu sanctuary, and they call it sadhana. It's a Hindu word that means faith in action. I wonder if anyone else has ever heard those words. They are committed to a vision of social justice, and they say, we've got three pillars. The oneness of all, nonviolence, and the responsibility of one to put one's shoulder to the wheel of justice in service of struggles for everyone everywhere. Friends, we might have a sibling congregation in Queens, New York. For our Jewish siblings, as we approach Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, there's a tradition of casting breadcrumbs into a moving body of water to symbolize the casting away of sins, of fears, of doubts, to be cleansed, to be renewed. It's an action. It's a restoration. It is not passive, is my point. Because sanctuaries fail, wells dry up, riverbeds run dry. This is the way of the world. But our faith tells us what we can do when we mess up, when we hurt one another, 
when we make mistakes, faith in action. From the Christian scriptures, the letter of James talks about faith without works is dead. That you cannot just sit by. There are two or more parts to this world that if you want to keep dirt out of your sanctuary, if you want to build something called the kingdom of the good, you've got to put a little power into it. So here, as we bring our many kinds of spirituality, our idealism, our foolish crusades, our delusions of grandeur, maybe, we bring it all into this beloved community. We pour it into this bowl. Because, friends, there is work to be done in the restoration of this world. You've got to pour something into the bowl. You might get something back, absolutely, but it does not come without putting something in. Your gifts, your talents, your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your worries. We bring all of that to the altar. We bring it all to the table. Not just so that we can reimagine what sanctuary is when I give you fancy words from other languages. So that sanctuary can be reimagined within us. Make us aware we are a sanctuary. Each made holy and loved right through. And with thanksgiving, we are a living sanctuary anew. Because that's the thing about water. My granddad used to tell me, when it rains, you're going to get wet. <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> when it rains, you cannot help but get a little grace on you. When there's so much love poured into the bowl, into the work, into our community, things that go into the sanctuary of the water come out more holy and sacred than when they went in. We can be more our higher selves, when we enter into the work and the faith, the quest for justice, the search for higher love. And there is power in that sanctuary. If you take nothing else today, remember this. There is power in the water. There is power within us. Regardless of our faults, our fears, regardless of however long you have been here, and you might say, I've been coming to this church for a long time. I know it's a sanctuary. Well, I know it is too. But it might become a new kind of sanctuary for you this year. And it might be a new sanctuary for someone waiting to walk through those doors, waiting to come pour their own gifts and talents into this bowl. Friends, I know what sanctuary feels like. I know what it feels like to be welcomed and accepted, to find your sense of purpose. I felt it in Hanford County, I felt it and say, Paul's on the plains, I felt it at William Mary, and I feel it here at the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Restoration in Mount Airy. It is my hope and prayer that we become more aware of how we are a sanctuary, that we become a new kind of sanctuary for those seeking spiritual death, for those seeking a place to come and be held, to cry, to scream, to shout, to dance, to love. It is my hope that we bring all that we are through those doors, pour them into this bowl together, and create a new kind of sanctuary. A place of depth, breadth, a place of gifts, a place where so much work and love and joy is poured into that bowl 
that it overflows and we cannot help but be drenched in that grace. And I hope that we are so full of that grace that it cannot be contained and it spills out of this sanctuary, this womb, and is birthed into this community, this city, and this world. That is my hope and prayer for us this year. So I hope you will join me in putting on your spiritual swim trunks <laughs> and going out into that rain to dance in joy, in celebration, in holy sanctuary. May that be so. Amen. That is part one of our sermon series on sanctuary that was delivered on September 9th here at Restoration. You can hear the next parts in succeeding podcasts, or you can uh, go to the Restoration website, uurestoration.us, to find our sermon net series that has videos and audio available. Until then, my name is Reverend McKinley Sims. You can follow me on Twitter at McKinley L. Sims. That is at McKinley L. Sims. Or find my website, uuministry.com backslash McKinley Sims.